Hello and welcome to another home edition of the podcast. We finally got the uh, Black Magic uh, Mini Pro stream box set up. So hopefully in the next couple days I'm going to record a real one on a real ass mic in Tom York studio. Problem is, now that we got everything up and running perfectly, Tom is kind of like uh, sleepy, <laughs> I guess. It took us two weeks, so we've been fucking with that black magic box for the last two weeks, and it's been a doozy. The first problem we had was every time we stopped recording or stopped streaming, it, our whole internet, like the whole house was just shut down. And wouldn't come back up for like maybe a half hour. So if you hit the test button. And we're just like fucking around to see if it works. And it seemingly works. And then right after. Everything dies. Second thing we had a problem with was a. Undertone. The whole fucking podcast. And we figured out that we were using the speaker outputs. And they were driving too much power through that 3.5 millimeter cable and it was like blowing out everything we said even though it sounded clear on our headphones on the Rode podcast the pro box we got also hooked up with the mixer and the sound effects shit about to be lit man in other news I work now from usually 6 p.m. all the way to 2 in the morning at a porno store not gonna tell you which one Cause I don't want you coming in and hanging out and not buying dildos. Cause I'm trying to get money, even though it's only eight dollars an hour. No fuck. Oh, we got a caller on the podcast. Who is it? My nigga. What's up, Chief? How you doing, Phil? Uh, terrible. <laughs> I work at a porno store now. Like you know how you say your dad owned Max Adult Emporium. Oh, managed it. Well, yeah. That's the easiest manager job ever because it's like order some dicks and dick pumps and cock rings and you're good. But yeah, he's got to like manage inventory. And he, like, he's like a hiring manager too. Yeah. So he's, he's giving me some advice when I've been going out and getting these jobs. Yeah. Yeah, you know. Mention the comedy. I told a guy I was a comic. He starts talking about George Carlin. And I'm like, well, I'm kind of like a black Carlin because everybody hates me. And they say I'm not doing comedy. They say I'm just ranting. <laughs> Dude, I, you might be avoiding the IRS, too. Like, we don't know. No, no. I, I pay extra tax money. Like, when I sign my fucking tax forms, I put an extra $10 in state and $20 in federal. So I always get, like, two grand back at tax time. That's how you hide it. That's how you get away with being a libertarian. Dude, I, uh, I remember going through, like, my grandma's stuff. Oh. <laughs> yeah, dude. Um, and it was like from this like Argentinian like professor, and it was like a Spanish side and then like an English side, so this it was like really sus. And it was like it was teaching you what cash friendly businesses are are okay to invest in, and I was like, this I, I should get rid of this book. And I think I like gave it to someone at a Walmart. <laughs> Outside of Walmart? Like a random-ass Walmart shopper? Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. It was the Walmart in Wilmington. Oh. Was it a black guy? No, no, no. It was like this 
cute little redhead stick. <laughs> yeah, dude, it was when I was uh, being a hound for all that stuff, man. Yeah. Yeah. That's what happens. This whole quarantine situation got me super horny for no reason. Dude, dude I'm telling you, dude, all you gotta do every time you feel horny, just do some push ups. Yeah, yeah, I've been working out and watching porn, but it's like I'm still ragey two hours later and I get arguments with my dad. <laughs> dude, I, uh,. Yeah, I, uh, I got contacted by uh, the club owner recently, and she said, is there any reason where you aren't booked because of your stage delivery or time? Or, like, it was, like, it was, like, stage presence, delivery, and jokes. Do you feel like you're not booked because of that? And I was like, no, nah, I think it was some shit I said on Facebook. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, They're not that bad. They're, like, one of the better clubs. That club or Dead Crow... They don't give a fuck about what you put on Facebook. I've been booked there like more times than any other club in North Carolina, and paid like I mean, twenty like, bucks, but it's still cool. Ownership is good. It's just like I don't know. Like it's out of like in terms of refined comics, Raleigh's the place. Sure. No, 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 no. <laughs> Everybody in Raleigh is scared to take risks. They're scared of losing that gig. People at Dead Crow, like I went there on a Thursday night. It was like twenty five comics that there the night you hosted. That was a yeah. beautiful ass scene. Like it was that no was jealousy and place. nobody like trying to shut anybody down. Or I didn't see that. Yeah, no. HL came through. Fucking, I brought Julia. Like, like there were like some good people that I remember bringing up. Yeah. That time, and I, I like, I think I was like thirty six on the lit, or like, like I was still trying to bring the energy up. Yeah. And this guy had like a really bad abortion joke, and I tried to follow it, and it was like, I like women that are pro life because they can take the life out of anything. Oh, yeah. And I was like, don't ever do that joke again. I was like, I got it. And then I get like a text from the owners, like, hey, we're going to give you a break from hosting. And I was like, damn, that's a kick in the face. No, that's good, man. Because, like, you don't want to be, like, stuck doing it all the time. Like, they always oh, like no, to see a different sucks. guy. <laughs> it sucks. When you're, like, because, like, you see, like, the worst act when there's, like, the 40th on and stuff like that. And I've been the 40th guy on. Yeah. You know? That's when you just got to start talking. You just got to be like, fuck it, and just see what the crowd wants to talk about. That's what I like about that room. It's so easy to see everybody in the whole... Oh, it's a beautiful place for crowd work, man. Did they open their mic back up yet, or is it still locked down? Uh, it's, it's still locked down. I, there's one mic in Wilmington, mm-hmm. actually. It's called uh, the Barzar mic. It's on Mondays. Yep. It's hosted by Sean. Shout out, Sean. Um, it's like... Because it's, like, outdoors now, and, like, you know, there's there's still some stuff going on, but it's pretty quiet. Yeah. 15 people tops, you know? Actual people or comics? And, yeah. Yeah. Oh, nice. People, like, tops. And then there's, like, four comics that want to go up. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. At least y'all got an actual mic. We have mics, but they're all, like, paying advance, and then we cancel it the fucking night of the show because we're scared of looters and riders or some bullshit. It's not actually happening, I don't oh, think. in Greensboro? Yeah. They were on Wendover. Wendover's like three exits over. <laughs> Dude, I was, I was talking to Russell. He was like, oh, man, I'm going to try to get a strip club. I'm going to try to get a strip club not going. I was like, that is not going to happen. You're not going to get... Maybe you could. No, no. He... Pandemic. Annoys the fuck out of me because, like, we get something good going, and then he fucks it up, like... That mic at Boo Ratley's, we made them $550 in one night 
And the first night, he got in a fight with Tom York because he gave him the light at 40 minutes. So him just reading off of a fucking teleprompter. And nobody was laughing. So Tom was like, I got to get the fuck out of here. Because <laughs> he was recording Russell while like, this recording is garbage. Because <laughs> Tom started packing up. Then he jumped off stage and pushed him over. I'm like, you just fought a guy with one leg. <laughs> Remember when I texted you? It was like, yo, if he died, I better see you at that funeral, bro. Yeah. If Bill's not there, I'm gonna call you out of the mic. Like you weren't even there for Tom. I would. Yeah. I mean, I would have got like in a. That's the thing. I'm like a guy. I, I would defend the fuck out of somebody who's like unjustly fuck with. But also, I don't like the fight. I mean, I like the fight, but I don't want to get arrested you don't for like it. Conflict, dude. What? If there doesn't need to be conflict, all right. Yeah, I just stop talking to him. Like whenever he comes up to me, I'm like, yep, and then I don't say yep. anything else. Yeah. It's like, once you apologize, it's out of hand. Mm-hmm. It's genuinely apologize. I don't apologize. That's what my Satanism says. It's like, if I did something or said something that offended you, I meant to do it because you gave me a reason to. I don't, like, go out of my way to be an asshole, but if somebody <laughs> brings it to just, my like, circle... you like, this, like, dark lord of a person. Like, yeah, yeah, that's the, my problem, because it's like... People bull. I hate when people bullshit. Like when everybody. When I went to Dead Crow that time, everybody's like, uh, "I heard you got beef with everybody in Raleigh." Like, not really. And I was like, "Well, who told you that?" And then they won't tell me. So I'm like, "Everybody sucks my dick whenever I'm in, like Raleigh." And then like they, I don't know. It's like a weird cycle of narcissist alcoholic syndrome. <laughs> dude, I don't know. dude, that scene. That scene is. They like things. Every time I go to Good Nights, they think it's like the Laugh Factory in LA. Like yeah. they treat it like it's this is Raleigh, North Carolina. Who have they actually put on? Like they like we help out all these guys, so you got to follow these industry rules. And then all the people that have like won the competition and moved on, pretty much haven't done shit at all, or they won't do shit unless somebody else does it first, and then they copy it and like just kind of go off of that bullshit. Then if I do it first, like I saw, like I, I was getting to argue with Wolf Gay. I was like, Joe Rogan is like the in, the top like influential comic right now. Not because he's not because of his comedy, because his influence on the world. He just got a hundred million dollar deal with Spotify for like five years to put all of his podcasts exclusively on there. Like they paid him a hundred million dollars. He's white <laughs> in these days. That's Kevin Hart shit. <laughs> Dude, I was listening to that Kevin Hart um, fucking podcast, and it's it just it's just good to hear him be like genuine and like his. I know this sounds like awful, his stand up stuff now. Mm-hmm. It's just what it is, but he's genuine. We wanted to talk to Jeff Bezos. Like people like that mm-hmm. gives me hope. Yeah, for what I want to do from Philadelphia, only known for cream cheese, <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> You know a lot of weird shit in that Kevin Hart episode was he was like using a lot of Freemason type quotes. I don't I don't know what you remember. I remember his like storytelling about his kids. That's the most thing I remember. Yeah. His like family and those those were like the bits that were memorable for me. No, no, I'm talking about like this is like his or his advice about like pushing forward and like building up the community around you and stuff like that. Yeah. That's all like Freemason shit. So, like, has Kevin Hart been taken into the dark realm of uh, positive, but still might be connected to a bunch of people that are, like, I don't know. (laughs)
you think you think he's connected to satanic pedophiles? Yeah, accidentally because he's black and he didn't understand. Like business seems good. Like Bezos, who do we know? How do we know this guy's building a clock on the inside of a mountain? It's probably built by children. Accidentally get involved with human traffickers. Like when when did this decent? You know. Mm Mhm. I think we should legalize it all, though. That's the only way to get rid of all this police violence is to, like, get rid of all the victimless crimes. Even though human trafficking, there is victims, but if girls willingly want to sell their pussy, it'll probably, like, kill that whole underground market of people getting kidnapped. They don't think there's, like, a way out. Mm -hmm. Dude, therapy's a privilege. That's what I realized through all of this. Yeah. Like, Like, when I hear, like, I don't know. Like, the bits in the stand-up I listen to, like, I'm in therapy and shit, and I'm like, bitch, you better have some problems, you know what I mean? But you better yeah. try to kill your family to be in therapy. Mm-hmm. Like, not because some girl made you sad in fifth grade, you know? Yeah. And I hate uh, prescription drugs. Like, all therapists give people drugs, and they know they have, like, weird side effects. The, the good ones don't. The good ones are like, this is what you need to do. These are, this is, you gotta control your own thinking you know yeah. you gotta be in control of your own thoughts not have anyone else influence it mm-hmm. or negatively influence it so i've been my own therapist my whole life because that's pretty much what my whole voice in my head has been saying like don't let the world influence you and that's from the bible <laughs> the things of the world man fuck them and i'm like i don't care about anything but that makes me not like able to maintain steady employment I'm not. My health insurance is just me insuring myself that I'm eating the right shit and not taking it over the top. You're, you're giving me shit about not eating meat, bro? Yeah. I, I, I eat meat maybe once a week. Yeah, that's cool. You know, it's all about balance. Yeah. I, dude, I can run. My foot's better. So I was playing ball the other day. I fucked up my elbows. That's what I was talking about with the conflict and shit. Mm-hmm. Like, two guys on my team were, like, fighting each other. Like, fuck you, this is why we lost. Because, like, the, the dude, like, turned it over. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, like, it's just, it's, it's just, I don't know, man. I used to be that guy, like, who would, like, fight guys in practice and shit. Yeah, that's the I testosterone. Was, you got to use that to your advantage. <laughs> dude, I'm, dude, I'm, I don't want to be Metal World Peace, dude. Uh-huh. I don't want to be elbowing people, fighting fans. Jumping over six bleachers and drop kicking yeah. a guy in the face. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah, dude. But you need that. Like, Rodman was that for, like, the Bulls and shit. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. Like, like, just, like I want to be like that, but in my, like, comedy scene. Like, mm-hmm. I want to be the guy who will just talk about whatever is in the news and just says whatever it is if it's funny. Yeah. I don't know. That's what I kind of want to be. I'm staying sober. I'm not going to tell anybody else that I, I'm like not being like high all the time anymore. But I'm yeah. just going to fucking go for it. Because I'm like, I don't know. I had to remove myself from all the influence of smoking weed all the time. Dude, because you just be sitting on your couch watching movies or just like playing video games and shit. No, I'll be working out on weed. But it's just like uh, working out and then going doing comedy. It's too much. Or I'll be sober and watching movies because that's all my roommates wanted to do. And I'm like, I don't even like movies. I already know where this is going because I'm too psychic. <laughs> you still roommates with uh, Luke and Ethan? No. Ethan went back to Maryland. I moved back here with my parents. That's why I'm like recording this on the house phone. Okay. So by 
roommates, you mean your family. Oh, yeah. Or no, I was talking about, like, back then, because we don't even have TV. We have, like, no way to watch TV and, like, movies and shit, because we don't have the internet down in this country part of North Carolina. Yeah, it, are you in Mebbin or Yanceyville, dude? It's Mebbin. Yanceyville's, like, 20 minutes away. Uh, I remember, like, CNN did, like, a documentary on Yanceyville. I was like, I know where it is. They're trying to smear us. They're trying to say we're a bunch of racists. But Yanceyville has got a lot of fucking uh, trans and uh, weird people in it. You know what I'm saying? A lot of these old rednecks like dressing up like women and jerking off occasionally. Dude, there's a... Uh, it's like it's weird because like Butner's kind of like that. Like It's like a prison town. Mm-hmm. But there's like a bunch of like gay punk rock kids running around. Yeah. Yanceville yeah. is like, oh, a, no, oh yeah, <laughs> it might be also a, the the like nicest cops ever. Like when my dad was like fighting everybody and trying to go, when he went like stopped taking his pills and went crazy again, they had five cops outside. He was fighting all of them. He didn't get shot. So I'm like, where's all this police violence at? Like when somebody deserves to get shot, it don't happen. <laughs> God damn. Cause I like you got no reason to live. Like you can't work, you can't go anywhere. You have no friends, and uh, your own disability. But it barely covers all the medical bills of taking all these fucking unnecessary trips to the mental institution and ambulances. Cause he gets so paranoid. Your your old man has no like work, right? He yeah. doesn't do anything for. No, he does shit, but he, like, does shit nobody wants him to do and then expects money for it. Like, you don't even need money. You don't do anything. <laughs> like, why do you need money to buy, like, oatmeal cream pie cakes and fucking uh, uh, sugar-free Sprites to interact with his medication, even though it's sugar-free because it's got sucralose in it? Yeah. Yeah. Sugar-free stuff is a con, dude. Mm-hmm. Sugar-free stuff, fat-free has, like, been killing us, dude. And I just... I think, you know, I told Salem this, like, most people are inherently stupid. Yep. Eighty-five so, percent like, of the world—that's a uh, not Freemason. That's a five percenter doctrine. I'm telling you, man. It's all about groupthink and programming. And then, like the people who try to program themselves and break out of society, get labeled insane, like me. Uh-huh. And I'm trying to wake motherfuckers up this to get to dude, the highest up, levels. <laughs> you're hotel. You're hotel, dude. Yeah, yeah, but it's like I don't care about black people. I mean, I do. <laughs> But I don't care about, like, all the things that people tell me to care about. Like, police violence. Like, well, I got pulled over a bunch of times and nothing ever happened with bongs strapped into the back seat. Uh-huh. And, like, uh, that day I was driving for a year without without a license and the cop pulled me over and said, I can take you to jail. Like, well, I want to go to jail because I'm bored. And then he's like, you're free to go. I'm like, hell yeah, baby. <laughs> I just know how to talk to people. Are you, like, that's crazy, dude. That's like, I've never had that. My my run-ins with a cop, like, I remember the first time my friend was like, fuck the police. We're, like, in a line at a concert. Mm-hmm. And my friend just yelled out, fuck the police, and then points to me when the cop said, who said that? And he points to me, what if I said, fuck the dude in the skinny white tank top? And, like, scared me down. Uh-huh. And I was, like, a pussy. I was like, oh, fuck, this guy's got a gun and a baton. I'm not fucking with... I was so scared. No, no. You should have been like... You should have just been like, that guy said it, fuck him, and then beat up your friend later in the pit. (laughs) Or you weren't at a show in a mosh pit. I didn't take him home, dude. We were 
you were carpooling with someone else, I think. Yeah. When I was like 14 and wanted to see Casey the Elephant. Who? I was, I was such a basic white boy life when I was 14. What the fuck is Cage the Elephant? <laughs> it's like some indie bullshit that like, you know, women listen to so I had to get laid, you know, and pretend I liked it. It's like brand new? Is that it? Kind of. It's like, it's kind of like a lamer version of Tame Impala. I don't even know who Tame Impala is. <laughs> All these fucking indie names. Phil, Phil, Phil you're doing great. <laughs> you don't know these bands. You're doing fine. Hell yeah. <laughs> I stopped listening to music in 2009. <laughs> unless it's like, it comes to me on Twitter. And I'm like, this shit is hot. <laughs> and then I share it, and then nobody cares. Dude, I've, I've been listening to like 444, the Jay-Z album. I've been listening to like albums of shit. I haven't really been listening to like certain songs. Oh, yeah. I want to see what like artist messages or like what they're trying to say. Yeah, you know, like lame, but yeah. through the through like through the whole thing, you put it on shuffle mode. I got like a weird thing about knowing what's gonna come next and pattern recognition, so I have to listen to everything on shuffle. Hmm. I ain't, I ain't like that yet, but I will I will definitely try that because I've been listening. I I haven't listened to uh, what is it? Jesus is King or whatever that Kanye album. Oh yeah, I always, I always knew he was like a conservative Christian. Like I knew that from day one. Once I heard Jesus walks, it was like this guy loves to listen to Skillet. Yeah, you know? and you know it, it's good. It's good for him. And I had friends who grew up super religious, and they've always accepted me. And I'm not like this God fearing person. Mm-hmm. My mom tried to get me to believe in Zionist militant and Zionist Judaism, oh, yeah. which fucking sucks. <laughs> And then I have, like, kind of, I have liberal, like, secular Jewish friends who I kind of fuck with. And then I have people who are, like, in my family who are, like, conservative to shit in terms of, like, well, Trump is right. We need to, or, like, the police, we need to listen to cops kind of deal. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, you know what? Do they wear masks or not? Yeah. Are they masked Jews? They're on different playing fields than I am. And I'll just always know that. Like, they're thinking, I know they're a lawyer. I know they they work at a, they're a bank teller. I ain't those things, you know? Yeah. I don't know, man. Do you ever feel like you have to, like, or, like, pretend to be someone else when you talk to, like, another person of, like, the black community? Because I, I feel like I have to chew it up for, like, certain people. No, nah, I, hit, I hit them harder. Like, some guy came into the store about trying to get, a like, a discount on some dildos. And he was like, you know, these people don't care about you, man. Like, Actually, they do, because they're the only people that gave me a job after, like, upsetting the wrong Jews. And then he was like, we're going to take this block back. I'm like, well, the porno store is not the problem. <laughs> and then he was talking about, like, the government being shitty. Like, I don't care. I live on a farm. Like, we got corn <laughs> and potatoes. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> well, my girl's got a tomato, uh, tomato plant pool farm out there we got potted plants about four of them and we got some heirlooms coming in that's all you need tomato sandwiches get some sourdough bread going get you a nice culture yeah we're thinking about that we're thinking about getting some banana peppers too yeah yeah grow my own food out there man casey and increases that immune system by eating those hot spicy peppers Uh uh-huh yeah i put it in some curries or something Uh, i've been trying to make indian food Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, man. I don't, I don't really uh, cook that well, but I think I'm, I'm getting better. 
And I'm happy I'm not cooking meat because when I do get meat, I like get it like ordered or something, or I pick it up. Yeah. Uh, the last the last meat I had was Jamaican food. Yeah, that seems like a theme. I was talking to this girl on the Facebook. She told about her sister made some jerk chicken. She said it was pretty good. I'm like, you want to go to a jerk spot? <laughs> Trying to jerk it? Uh, get the coffee, dude. The little sandwiches with a little wrap in it. Mm-hmm. Fire. What? Or some goat curry. One of the first paid gigs I had was a, uh, a Jamaican restaurant. I did 10 minutes. I bombed. I got food. I got $10, dude. Oh, that was in Charlotte? It was in Charlotte, yeah. But that girl who may or may not be even a real human being. She's, she's probably not real, dude. As, as the, the guys that were, they, they looked suspicious. They looked like they were running something. Mm-hmm. They were, it looked like they were probably laundering money. I don't know. I, I didn't see anything. I got paid. I got out of there. That's most uh, yeah. black shows. It's all like money laundering schemes. <laughs> Christian Johnson was a great headliner, though. I opened it. I did, like, one-liners, and I got off. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, they gave me great goat curry. Oh, nice. And and I, I, got, I had, like, a drink when I was, like, underage. So they, didn't, they didn't card me. That's the privilege of looking like you're 35 at 19. Yeah, having those shoulders and the, the facial bone structure. They're like, this is a man right here. <laughs> Get that man a drink. <laughs> I uh, I was thinking I could uh, write like uh, it is really comic and call it like Crab Maga, and it will be like an IDF Trump supporter, and yeah. like just just to see where I could take it. I think that's just basically Sasha Baron Cohen's character in Who Is America. I never seen that. <laughs> I think it was worth it, just because like uh, you know Metzger from Joe Rogan's podcast. Yep. He he wrote for the show. That's what got me into it. Oh, yeah. And he like he would like write the characters and shit, like the IDF guy who would who would make these like Republican senators fucking like take off their like pants and like slash them their butt and just things like because they're afraid of homosexuals. Mm-hmm. I think it got like a dude fired. Well, like, like an actual senator fired for that. Like an actual senator got fired, or like a regular guy. A regular, a regular dude. He was like a, a Georgia state representative. Oh yeah, that's cool. I like getting people. I mean, not getting people. I like voting people out. I think we should all go third party next year, so we can stop this tomfoolery of left and right. Dude, dude. people think we're people think it's like dire Republican, and it's not. It's not. It's people are so afraid of like. As soon as, like, a comic or anything I see, like, bash Trump, I've, like, lost 70%, 60% of my interest. Yeah, because they're just saying what everybody else is saying, which is not what yeah. comedy's about. Yeah, like, I know people that pander hard as fuck and they get weakened spots, and I'm like, that's all you're going to be. Yep. That's all you're going to be. You're going to be just, um, whenever, like, a female comer comes in or whenever a, a new guy from Comedy Central comes in, they'll just open for him. And that'll be it. Yeah, and then you'll never go to, and then you'll never move. You'll just stay in that town and die in that shitty town where you're performing. Chapel Hill, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Pander City, baby. Even though when I do the opposite of what the club says, I always kill. It's, it's I, just yeah. it feels it feels very much like, oh man, I should talk about this, but like 
why should I talk about it? Like, give a reason. Because, like, even though it's on everyone's mind, go into it a little bit more insightfully. Like, yep. at least write it out. Because that's why I have a fucking book. Because, mm-hmm. like, anyone can have thoughts and then be funny, but, like, you have to take something that's kind of current or on someone's wavelength and just make it funnier. Yep. Bring them down know, a new man. path. I like making rabbit holes. <laughs> Dude, I uh, I saw the Last Dance, that Michael Jordan documentary, dude. Yep. He's he was he's a black conservative, dude. And I I, I feel like like being like like black people don't have to vote Democrat. Like that's all. Like this, and that's what people forget. Like you don't have to. You don't have to vote for Joe Biden. But yeah. Could. But don't, because I like he was in there. My, me and my mom were talking. Like he was in there for eight years under Obama, didn't say anything. For twenty something years as a senator, didn't do anything except for like the nineteen ninety four crime bill. So that was like, it's all fake. <laughs> Dude, he he was a good like he was a good guy who was composed. That's why people liked him. I know, really, he's just like a placeholder. He's pretty much just like uh, the one girl comic on the list that you have to put on there so everybody thinks your show is legit. Fuck. <laughs> Goddamn. Oh, man. Even though there are some good ones, but they just, the, yeah. the powers that be were like, we got to put this fat girl on because that's what the, the demographics are going to skew on. And they're like, but yeah. there's this like skinny Muslim chick that's like hilarious that says irreverent stuff. And uh, Chapel Hill, and it, like nobody pays attention to her because they're afraid to. I don't know. <laughs> I don't, do you even know that one? That it's some like skinny Muslim person that's like funny, but I think so. Is she, is she like Turkish or something? Probably. She looks white. She got like light color hair. <laughs> which, 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 okay, I, I might not know. I know Ben had a friend. Yep, that was her. The time we did cross. Oh, that was her. Yep. Um, you know what? It like when I I'm I'm friends. You know what I realized? I'm friends with good comics. Like that's what the only thing it is now. Like I'm friends with people that I find genuinely funny who I'm not bored around. Yeah. At my at my at my point in life, and I'm fucking thankful for that. Like I still have like I'm connected with Ben and I'm connected with other people because why would I want to talk about? Your same shitty joke I've heard three, four times. Yeah, I don't like talking about jokes at all. I just like talking yeah. about reality. Yeah, and chilling. Dude, you know, I was, I, I still am trying to start off this this pod with Bo under nine one zero comedy, yeah. and I like Bo. I like that scene. It's just. Such a long ass drive. Oh no, do it on Discord. Do like me and Tom York. We got like a mixer that can plug into your phone and then like you can get the levels right and just send them a Discord link whenever you guys record. Like I do that, but nobody nobody joins in. That's good, dude. Dude, I I did like two I did two or three Zoom shows and I'm never doing them again. But one of the Zoom shows I did got like porn bombed. Oh yeah, who did it? <laughs> it was it was Josh's mic, and you know what? And I, I think that was like my wake up call. Be like, what? I should not be watching pornography. You know, I should I should be taking taking a couple step back from this. You know? Did it give you a heart attack? Like, did it come out of nowhere? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why. 
How did it happen? I thought Zoom was supposed to be secure, even though it's ran by Facebook. Yeah. Dude, I don't trust nothing that's run by Facebook. Well. It's just so hard to, like, and Snapchat. I've stopped trusting Snapchat. And cause, mainly because, like, that's the only way to find drug dealers or, like, amateur strippers. Mm-hmm. You know? And, I don't know, man. It's like, you gotta, you gotta take social media in doses. Yeah, yeah. Or cut it off completely. Like, I barely check anything now. Like, I posted yeah, I one like thing I pro like Trump. I'm following on my Instagram because I'm trying to make it more business. And I'm, I've, like, seen people I followed in high school. I'm like, half of you are at ECU. You guys are, I don't know. You can still follow me, but this is a business account now. Oh, no. Oh, business accounts are the worst because you know what they do? It'll let your post, like, it'll go for, like, three days and then they'll take it so nobody can see it. It'll be like, you have to pay $20 to boost this post to a 1,000 people. And I'm like, I'm not doing that. Like, I see all my stuff is grayed out on the Instagram business page. That's all I got is business page. So I'm like, oh, yeah, this is a way for them to try to, like, make money off of me not making money and taking pictures wow. of cactuses. I gotta get that Facebook profile like actually serious and shit and refined. I want to get a good tape eventually, but I think that just comes with practice. No, no, go to the new spots. That's the key. Rockfin. Yeah. And uh, Spotify's doing video, even though it's not gonna be for regular people, it's just for like Joe Rogan. I'm like, who knows? Maybe they'll like have like a Spotify Pro where you pay twenty bucks a month, you can put all your shit on there. I'd rather do that than pay thirty dollars per post. To like boost it on Instagram like Facebook wants. Yeah, no, no. I mean, I used to do that shit when I was doing in the chair, mm-hmm. and that was I don't know, man. It just it's a bad because like like then like you're only gonna get like maybe five six people at that venue at the most. Mm-hmm. And I was looking for sponsors, and I was like, I'm barely getting listeners. I'm getting good ass guests though. Yeah. And I'm getting like I'm getting better at podcasting, but. Do you share any of those Story Street clips that I put on the private YouTube? Shit, I should. I'm gonna, you know what? I got my phone right now. I could do it while I'm at the call. Steve Baldwin's was um, pretty good. That story got real sad. Plus, it's like a cop telling a sad story. That's the side you don't get to see anymore. And it's still only got like 40 views, probably. Dude, Story Street was fire. Well. It was. Story Street, I had good ass comics who came in for fucking, for, I felt like shit, but. Shout out to Will, dude. Will led that scene, but that scene was going down like one of the towers. Oh, no, he didn't lead it at all. I got beef with Will because I made like a a hand grip training video, and then like three days later, he posted one on his. And I was like, it's the exact same video, but it's like, uh, I don't know. I think I still I still accuse him of doing just Dave Attell, like being a skinny oh, version. Dude. Well, yeah, yeah. A New York hack that came down to North Carolina who's nobody is used to. I got to stand by that statement. But I forgive him, you know. You can get better. You can get more real. <laughs> I don't think he has a personality. I remember when he was hanging out with Tori and they were dating. I was like, this guy's boring. Is this why you like him? Because you can control him? <laughs> Dude, didn't Kenyon used to date Tori? Yeah, but that was all a whole ball of wax, too. I bet it was, man. He, I'm happy he got out of that, man. Yeah, but he kind of deserved it. That's what I'm saying. These comics out here, they don't oh, love themselves no. first. They look for somebody else to be their mommy, and then uh, they end up getting abused mentally. Dude, dude, if anything, 
one of the great senseis of, uh, of Greensboro, shout out JD, fucking told me, don't fuck other comics. It was like one of the fourth things he told me. And I was like, bet. Never, I've always... That, that's been like my one problem. No, you should, but you got to do it good, man. You got to learn from the pro feel and turn them into your, like, uh, Karen Harem. That's oh, what I'm yeah. trying to go for. Karen Harem? Yeah, I got, like, a bunch of red, like, redhead like freaking... porn star name. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Karen Harem. I already got, like, two of them. Like, ex-feminists who are, like, super libertarian now and they love free speech just because I gave them that good dick down. <laughs> Oh, shit. I'm working on like two more, but I don't know. How do I do it? How do I navigate I these waters? Uh, no, I know a girl who did improv one time or a couple times, and she got bored with it because she hated all the like PC stuff in the pit. Cause I was already getting to her head about libertarian free speech, and she's a amazing little Jew, one of my favorites. <laughs> dude, 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 all you need Phil is a nice Jewish girl. That's all the same. Yeah. Dude. She got four jobs. That's my type of lady. She like got three delivery jobs and works at two restaurants. And I like you never have any free time, which is great because the free time they usually spend is like annoying you and trying to get into your like yeah. Exactly, dude. Exactly. She like her dad's a punk rocker dude. He's kind of hard edge. I like I'm pretty much just like your dad, (laughs) but black. It got dreads and yeah. I never understood how like like real like SJW people get mad when white people have dreads. Yeah, I like it. I saw a white girl with dreads a couple of days ago somewhere. I was like, "What's going on here <laughs> in Hillsboro at the food line?" Of course, it's Hillsboro, dude. Hillsboro's like it's weird because like half of it's like super like conservative old people who have like farms. Yeah, and it's like people who go to Weaver Street Market, you know? Yep. Somebody tore down their own Confederate flag. They had, like, a giant one on the crossover between Sheets and, uh... Yeah, yeah right by the DMV. Yeah. It was gone. Like, I, wait, what happened to it? I was like, yeah, actually, I like... The, it's a cool-looking flag. It's one of my old bits. It's like, because it's a big X, like, uh, doing the Degeneration Suck It symbol. I, I was, uh... I looked up Mississippi State flag, and there's a Confederate flag in the corner of it. Yeah, they got to show their roots. Because, they're, they're... Like, <laughs> like, you know, it could be worse, like North Carolina. Everyone talks about, oh, North Carolina is such a big place. At least we're not Mississippi, you yeah. know? I think North Carolina is just soft in all the wrong areas. Yeah. Like, all the people who deserve to get shot are the ones riding in Burlington and Greensboro. Like they, they went through downtown Burlington, supposedly, like, on a Saturday when I was working. And I was just like, uh, half of y'all are, like, home invaders. And the other half are just, like, girls who have ten kids by three different dudes and expect the government to pay everything for them. <laughs> Durham, uh, dude, I remember my friend, I, I was, this is when I was not heavily addicted to marijuana, but getting into that. Yep. I was like 16 and shit and I was like buying from these guys I knew robbed houses and shit yep. so I was like using my like my Jew funds uh, no not Jew just funds let's just say funds yeah. um, they and I was like I'm gonna buy some money weed from you guys or whatever and one of the guys ended up in jail yep. one of the guys was the brother to the guy I played ball with mm-hmm. it was his older brother 
So I was like, we're on good terms. He was like, I'll see Hayden at practice, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. And I was just like, like, I knew those were the kids that were, like, on some gang shit. And if they ever, like, tried to jump, I would, like, I was, I was a big boy. Yeah. That's cool. I was, like, on, I was hitting 230. <laughs> and, dude, I, I, I couldn't run. But I could probably, like, break a door. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I remember just, like, I'm not going to fuck with these dudes. I'll buy their product and just leave them alone. Because, like, I, I, like, once you know those guys who are in the dark field or moving around to, to get their lick, you stay out of it. Because, yep. like, I, I became very self-aware. I was like, oh, I'm not going to fuck up my white privilege like this. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It sounds fucked. Like, I'm in AP classes. I'm, you know what? I'm going to just... All you got to do is don't touch his hair. That's that's the only rule. <laughs> don't try to touch his hair and you're cool. Yeah. Don't don't touch it. Don't... And don't snitch it. No snitching. Yeah. I did one time, though. I was just like, because they, they stole my fight night round three. It wasn't even mine. It was my roommate's. It was when he borrowed his PlayStation to play it. And I was like, I remember one day I was playing it real loud. They're like, what you playing over there? Like, you know, this little fight night. And then the next day it was gone. <laughs> I'm like, who else could have got it? So I was pissed about that. And then they were like laughing about breaking in somewhere down the road. I was like, well, it is $1,500. They say, like, you know, Crime Stoppers or whatever. But I found out that's like a load of crap because like it takes them like two years to make an arrest. They have to. They don't just do it instantly. <laughs> Dude, I'm, I, I got to delete Instagram because all I see is like defund the police, and I'm like, all right, just just do. I don't know what else we're gonna find. We we owe so many other people money. I know you like, defund them, and then but you defund them like directly. You don't defund like yeah. them being able to buy equipment because then they're just gonna do civil asset forfeiture. And go in your house and say you're selling weed and steal all your stuff and sell it at public auction. What you really want to do is get rid of all the victimless crime laws, like human trafficking, not human trafficking, <laughs> prostitution and uh, like weed I stuff. Yeah, then they won't have any reason to try to like run up on people and then steal all their stuff. It's, yeah. it's just like, yeah, my mom's very pro police because <laughs> she's found out that, uh, um, that. Durham City Council passed a bill where Israel, or the IDF, the Israeli Defense Forces, can't train Durham police officers. Oh, yeah. And my mom is like, that's a violation. No, you know, we should be able to have good foreign policy. And I was like, and this is where, like, this this is where arguments at the table can get intense, dude. Because I'm, like, trying to, like, just diffuse it and say, hey, you know, I don't. I don't want my police working with with the foreign military. Is that okay? Yeah. I don't want the guy being calling me over. No, he has you know, uh, smoke grenades or grenade. You know, or just just. I don't. A policeman doesn't really need to know Krav Maga to take me down. Yeah, you know or I mean? they don't need to know uh, that if you throw a rocket, then it's okay to drop a bomb on their whole neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone out of the house now. Yeah. Is that why it's so reactionary? They're all trained of like rocks or missiles. <laughs> yeah. Mike Gapier was visiting a very fancy like terror state, but it's fine because Israel keeps it nice. Like they sweep it under the rug, and they they're like, "Hey, look at Tel Aviv. It's got wonderful art. It's di- 
verse, which it is. Yep. And then you go to Jerusalem, and it's like, don't look women in the eye here, you know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it, it's just... It's, it's very much like a right and left divide. So yeah, Jerusalem was like, is that like the autistic version of Israel? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. It's very, it's very like Green Men with the yarmulke, you yeah. know. And it, it, what it showed me was like there are good people there because I remember like I was hooking up with a girl and I missed my bus stop and I, it was like two a.m. and I was like, fuck, I am. I, it's cold too. It's like winter. It's maybe like. 35 degrees mm-hmm. I'm freaking out and I, I see a guy on the street and I was like up the mother baron and I was like you speak English and he was like yeah what's up and I was like can I like crash on your like I'm, I'm an American student blah 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 and he was like dude just come in nice enough dude to me yeah. he gave me food it was like six people to a house they're all playing guitar it looks like something from like uh, across the universe or like you know like a 1970s jam band yeah Swiss Family Robinson <laughs> yeah pretty much yeah so they were very kind enough they offered me marijuana as well and my thing drug tested so as soon as I thought my internship was you know I was going to be in there for I was like fuck I hope they don't drug test me I'm so nervous because like that's <laughs> how half the kids in my program which we kicked out but I, I was very secretive. I was at least smarter with it, at least. Yeah. More they, they steamy. Nice... <laughs> That's what they knew. They knew I was like, you know what? He shows up to his internship regardless. No matter where he is, he's there. Yeah. That's who I wanted to be. I wanted to be to show up on class, even though I was hungover or seeing out of one eye. You know? Because yeah. yeah. that, that, those are the people who make it in the world. They don't have to be coherent. They just have to be ready to work. Yep, fail your way to the top. It's all about getting like a collared shirt and some khaki pants and just knowing all how to sit properly. That's all it is, because I was, I was dropping off resumes to all these different grocery stores. Like, what's My name's Harrison. I have an English minor. I'm a college student. Because I fucking drain that rag. You got to sell it, dude. Mm-hmm. And some people are good at selling it, but only to an extent. You got to take that next route. Because, what is it, one of my favorite comics, Tim Dillon, could sell mortgages to people who couldn't afford it, which takes a lot. Yeah. It takes a lot for a person to be like, hey, we've seen your credit. It's bad. But there has a pool in this place, you know? Mm-hmm. I've been selling a lot. Like, I usually never have a real sales job. But I sold, <laughs> I can't even say it now, because whatever. But... Supposedly, it didn't fit. I'll just tell you that right there. Okay. Strap-on. So it was like a shirt or something or what? No, no. It was a strap-on. It was like boxer brief strap-on. Okay. But she was like a tiny person. I was like, it might fit you. And then she came back. She like, it doesn't actually fit. I'm like, well, you can get it tailored. And she's like, okay. And she's like, well, I threw in a free lanyard. So she was cool. <laughs> That's good. Dude. I'm not supposed to give yeah. stuff away for free either, but I'm like, whatever, man. I'm trying to make sales. I think the this is when, like, a crazy person or, like, an untalented person blames mm-hmm. the art or blames other people for their mistakes. I'm done with that shit. Yeah. It's, it's one of the hardest lessons I've had to learn, but it's not... It's not management. It's not anyone else's fault. You're in control of what you do, what you say to people, yep. how you can fix it. And that, it's a, it's a hard lesson I had to learn, but like, maybe it takes there, maybe it takes you 
enough to realize what you can do with that. Mm-hmm. Or just do nothing. That's my new conspiracy theory. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen those commercials like keep moving forward, forward? Everybody's talking about forward. Fuck that, dude. Fuck that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Forward, I was like, go on, nowhere. Right? <laughs> You're fine. Keep delivering pizzas. You can pay your bills. Dude, my friend, ran, like, uh, he made 4000 in one month during the lockdown because of pizza delivery in Raleigh. Who did? Jordan. Cornish, the other Jew. Corn, Cornish is a hustler, dude. Yeah. I, I need to reread his screenplay he sent me. He went to Vegas. Like he took that money and took a trip to Vegas for a week or to West Coast. He said to visit his sister, and I was just like, "That's all for pizza money?" I said, <laughs> "I need to get back to the pizza game." Dude, DoorDash was doing all right with me, but like no one was tipping. And oh shit, I got a really good story for you. So there was a dude who cut me off in traffic, mm-hmm. and he he honked at me. I honked at him back. By the way, this is a guy who's in like a lifted Toyota Tacoma. Yeah, don't do I'm that. In like a t- I'm a tiny ass Honda, and I was I merged and I got in my like turning lane, and he blocks off my lane at the light. Gets out of the car, and he says, "You honking at me, boy?" And I was like, "Yeah, I'm trying to get somewhere." And he like kicks my door and says, "Get out, liberal pussy!" And I was like, "Well, you know what? The light's green. I'm just gonna avoid the conflict." And he pulls into Mayfair, and I'm on the phone with the cop because oh, yeah. I was like, if this. This dude looked like Pitbull on steroids. This guy was, like, ready to party. Oh, yeah. And He's probably messed like, up. I see a lot of, like, dudes that look like Nazis that are, like, messed up at night. Yeah. Yeah, there, it was, this wasn't, like, night. This was, like, maybe 6, 7 p.m. Oh, yeah. And I was like, I'm not fucking with it. Like, I just, because he, like, kicked my door, and I was like, shit, I just waxed this thing. I'm <laughs> like, my car. It didn't make any, like, uh, like dent in it, did it? It didn't make a dent in it, did it? Nah. That's cool. So I was like, thank God, but I was like, this guy's in the shopping center. I was seeing him driving around me. I'm going to get him on my phone. We were like, you ain't, if, you, if you're going to try to shoot me, there's going to be a witness. Or there's going to be a 911 call that's going to trace back. Because this guy was like, Duck! he was yelling at my window. I was like, I'm not about this, bro. Yeah, yeah. People in New York, they just yell at you and flip you off. Don't honk. That's what I figured out. I've been hearing a lot of honks lately on the road because everybody's got all this pent-up aggression from being inside so long. I just yeah. ignore them. Like, I drive really slow because so I can save gas in the truck. And I'm like, oh, dude, I'm going to go. It's going to take me like five minutes to get to 45, but it's going to be. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a radio either. <laughs> but ha- what happened after that? Did he just drive off or what? Hell yeah. So I was like, and I was like, babe, I'm done doing deliveries for a little while. I don't want to do this shit anymore. Mm-hmm. But I still did it, and I made like 130 like that day. So One day? I only made like $40 yeah. a day. That's the most amount I've ever got. Well, I, was on, I was on DoorDash. Yeah, I'm on Postmates. Nobody uses that except for Indian people and carry it. It's too far away to drive. <laughs> you know how many like grocery deliveries I've done for Indians? Uh-oh. What's this? We got a beat from nobody. Harrison. Harrison? Harrison? 
Fucking Indians. <laughs> Calling me with a toll-free number. Hello. Technical difficulties. Oh, a uh, toll-free number, which is like a spam caller beeped in, but it wouldn't let me like cut them off. Yeah, and I'm peeing really quick. But that was 52 minutes. We did pretty good. I write like f five rap songs that are like uh, post ironic. Like I got the Kevin Spacey song, and uh. I should watch American Beauty. Yeah, you gotta watch all his old movies. Get more references. Like all I've seen is gifts of Kevin Spacey movies, except for uh, the See No Evil, Hear No Evil. I got that on DVD. Uh, all my friends loved House of the Cards. They were like, "Oh, it's so good." And I was like, "Why do you guys?" Think like oh this like I would just watch actual politics to know what's going on. I don't need to see like fanfic. Mm hmm. I like the better version of uh the cinematography. Like regular ass CNN looks kind of garbage. Press conferences was too well lit, but uh, like House of Cards they got shadows and chiaroscuro. Oh okay. But I wouldn't watch any episodic yeah. television. I just like I can't sit and waste my life. Unless it's like I'm recording in the background to make fun of it. Super influential or something to you. Mm -hmm. I, saw, I, I saw you had some Netflix and Phil. What, what did you do? What were what the... Uh... We did a couple. I'm all, it was like three years ago. We watched... Uh, what was the fuck? It was like The Postman or something like that. About that guy shooting a lot of people. Kevin Costner action movies in the old days. Okay. No, man, I have been, uh... And it's a lot of red pill, like, MAGA stuff in there, supposedly. That's why the guy... He was super into Pepe, and the other guy was in the Proud Boys, but he got kicked out because he's a shitty person. That's why, like, if you get kicked out of the Proud Boys in one month, <laughs> you, you can't be, like, a good guy. He used to beat his yeah. girlfriend, and she was like a chemistry major. I'm like, you're oh, you're a hot, smart liberal, and you're dating this piece of shit. <laughs> God damn, dude. I like I like science woman, dude. I I just think there needs to be more like women in that field, bro. Yeah, yeah. I don't trust I don't trust dudes telling me that my dick doesn't work. I need a woman to tell me. Mm-hmm. So she'll grab it and squeeze it, and then you have that memory forever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'll definitely. That'll, that'll sober you up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're right. Like a, I had like a nut injury in high school where I got like forearmed in the balls when somebody tried to like run in for a, a takedown and wrestling. And it's like my nuts were sitting one in front of the other for like three days. And she just told me to masturbate. I'm like, well, I'm definitely going to do it now <laughs> with your, you and your intern in here. It's <laughs> a hot redhead just telling me to jerk it. <laughs> I'm like, yes, I need more instructions, ma'am. Here's $200. <laughs>
old were you? I was like probably 13. Okay. I couldn't drive. <laughs> Damn. You couldn't, you, couldn't, you couldn't pull up, dude. When did you lose your virginity, Phil? Uh, let's see. To a woman, it was 21. Okay. To a man, I got my dick sucked by, I was 19. Okay. I well, waited I late. At the same time, I was, I was 18 when I was in Israel, was trying that stuff. Because I couldn't, I couldn't, like, I think what would be worse to have, like, sex in my house with a woman, mm-hmm. be gay sex with a man. Because knowing what my mom, yeah. like, my, my old my old man worked with gay, I feel like my dad would be more accepting of it than my mom, because my mom is like a nice Jewish girl, etc. cetera, mm-hmm. okay, you, you bring home a Muslim, we, we're not talking anymore, kind of vibe. Well, yeah. And my dad's like, just get a job and get the fuck out of here, you know what yeah. I'm never gonna. I don't think I'm ever gonna move out. I got another offer to live somewhere, but I'm like, I'm just gonna be in the same situation I was in. Like, I only have like an extra hundred some dollars a month to myself after bills. And never, I'm out of that car. Like the the Mazda that I totaled is done being paid for. Like it was the last six hundred bucks in the last two months. I'm telling you, dude. If you, you want to be like around a club and shit, maybe you should try to move somewhere near Greensboro. I mean, yeah, it's closer to Greensboro, but they never have mics, and except for a Comedy Zone has them once a month back in the old days before this shutdown. What about rent? How are these places affording to keep paying rent when they're not open, like the pit? Yeah, that's what I'm about to say. People donated. To, you know what? I'm a good person. I go. I donated a dead crow. Don't donate. I mean, don't. <laughs> I always say I like. I don't. I don't donate to many charities, though. I'm a very. Uh, when it comes to charities, dude, I'm like. Maybe the wait staff, but I'm like, they never pay, I mean, most clubs barely pay comics in the first place. Like, they get like yeah. 40, 20, 40 to $400, depending on what your role is. 400 if you do a whole any weekend. Major city needs a club, though. I'm, I'm, I'm fully in belief of that. Any major city needs a club. Yeah. Because, like, people be, you know, it just, it gives someone to do on a Thursday night or a weekend. But some of them are owned by corporate giants. Like, they own, like... They're like six clubs, and they got like all these little tie-ins, so they don't need it. Yeah. They can like f- pay unemployment all they want. They make seventeen thousand in one night for a show. Like you, three hundred tickets times twenty-five dollars plus a two-item minimum of like twenty-one dollars per person. That's like that's seventeen grand. Like is that's not all going through the comic? It's like half goes to the comic from just the door ticket sales. The rest goes to the club. So seventy-five hundred times four. Let's see. $44,000 a fucking month if it's packed. And it usually is. They got plenty in the bank. It don't cost that much. There's like eight people working there. Dude, I I remember seeing like a, a comic I like really admired like work before and I'm like thinking, oh shit, this place is struggling. But like maybe they're not, you know? Yeah. It's going to be good if a comic works the bar. I hate these corporate clubs. They don't hire comics. Like they're like... If you're a comic, you got to do comedy only and just wait for us to help you out. We're not going to try to, like, let you do regular shit. Because most comics are shitty workers, but, I'm like, maybe the ones that aren't shitty will work harder if they had, a like, a gig behind the bar and they could actually interact with people and get fucking tips. Yeah. yeah. Just to give them more exposure, you know? Yeah. Like, one, the best thing I'd say that club and the management has done is they've let me... This sounds shitty, but they've let me take up tickets and watch um, the comedy festivals. And we've, we've talked about comedy festivals, how it's a fucking scheme. Yeah. But 
you know what? It's good to see other people that are like, oh shit, they're like eight years in or ten years in, and they follow me now on whatever social media or something. You mm-hmm. know, I'm seven years like, in. And I don't follow anybody. <laughs> you're smart that way. You're smart that way. Oh yeah. I was always thought, oh, it's for the connection, but like at the same time, I'm like, I get to see free comedy, and maybe it's. it's I'm taking notes because, like, I've always been like a kind of kid where it's like I'm a student, but like at the same time, I'm two and a half years in. Pay me, or you're not going to see me on a regular basis. Most of these big uh, comedy clubs let people in for free anyway. Like the big uh, New York and LA clubs. If you're a comic, they let you stand in the back, supposedly. And yeah. I learned from podcasts. I'm like, they don't do that here because there's too many fucking like wolf gangs that want to hang out with the headliner after the thing, take it back to their apartment and record a boring-ass podcast. I mean, I guess it's cool, but I like, it's still kind of... I know my boundaries with people. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot of stands. I know, yeah, I know my fucking boundaries with people. I think you've helped me with the, like, I, it's very much like a learning experience, like, hey, maybe Mark Dorman doesn't want to talk to an open mic hack, you know? Yeah, that does, like, fucking, (laughs) yeah, Nick Mullen shit that nobody's ever heard of. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Still love him though. That's what I'm saying. I trolled him. Like I remember, I told him I was going to California. Give me a Bitcoin. <laughs> Just because he kept like being my fake friend. I'm like, why does this guy keep running up trying to get my fucking like validation? And I know it's because of daddy issues. Because I already know about the narcissistic syndrome, but. I was just like, let me test this guy. And then he went and told everybody, he's like, Phil tried to steal a Bitcoin from me. <laughs> I'm like, no. Yeah. I was fucking with you because you're a crazy person. I was like, I'm just trying to see if you're going to spread just the only your side of the story. And then I had a lot of people who hate me. Like, hey, I heard you're moving to California. I'm like, no, I hate fucking California. Especially now with all the lockdown shit. I'm like, that's like the worst place you can move for a comic. Yeah. yeah. Fuck it. You know what I might try to do? I might try to visit Boston, see my family. Or like, I want to leave go to these places like where I have family and say hello and do all that shit like actually connect with them yeah and like hit these mics and shit that's the key yeah dude I know like like I'm gonna be real like my cousin passed away in like January so my year started out shitty anyway Mm -hmm. and I I wanted to at least check in with all of them and be like hey this is my girlfriend I wanna help you guys with anything and shit like that and hit mics at night yeah it's like I'm in my 20s now. I know in my 30s, I'm going to have to, I have, I'll have a degree, hopefully, and I'll have a shitty job where I might have to work nights. Mm-hmm. Let me get the porno store. I work till 6, 6 p.m. to 2 a.m., so I got to get ready a little bit. Yeah, dude. Because, like, fuck it. Like, people are, like, bookers forget that people have lives and jobs outside of this. Yeah, yeah. If you want to see us again, you have to promise us a weekend with maybe some pay. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, I don't even care about that. I just don't want, like, uh, people using gossip as a reason to, like, discount you from the conversation, especially if it's based on people like Wolfgang who are, like, fucking crazy in the first place, and then they don't even ask me about it when I'm there. Like, if I go somewhere, they're like, everybody hate, or you got beef with everybody, I'm like, well, I don't know these people because I don't talk to anybody or follow them. So. You have to ride on people's coattails. Some people do think that. Yeah, yeah. You have to ride on other comics' coattails to be successful. Yeah. And I try to refuse any association with the whole gossip girl scene. Because, like, I, I'm going to give it to Like, there's some jokes that I find amusing, but not, like, like where it's, like, blown my mind funny. You know what I mean? 
Oh yeah. Like when I've heard like like for example Soul or like even like Theo uh, Vaughn or some shit like they have shit like talking about like next time you read them Paul to the Corinthians and you hear like gay sex just remember like I don't want to be a part of God's mumbo don't strike I would have never thought of a line like that mm-hmm. or something so fucking there's no creativity you're just pandering oh yeah you're just using bud words to buzzwords and going off of it. No, nah, that's the key. I like like references, <laughs> like Theo Vaughn's yeah. thing about just like referencing like black culture and mixing it in with Southern slang. That's like yeah. pretty much my whole thing. Me talking about like meditation, but from a black guy's perspective, that that was blowing my mind. Homosexuals Like really, all you gotta do is not shit, bro. Just don't do shit. <laughs> yeah, dude. Just like Cat Williams on yeah. DMT. That's pretty much. Yeah, no, they would never let him do they anything. They wouldn't. Maybe, I think that's where the idiot, the, I think the idiot box is much more like, I don't know. They don't have any. By a white woman. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But like, the, the scene is so funny because of guys who stayed there for so long. Yeah. No, I don't think that's the case. Because <laughs> those guys who stayed there for so long are still doing the things that I saw them do the first day I ever did comedy. <laughs> Nah, <laughs> still to only comics. That's the thing. But I like I applaud them for sticking in there and ignoring their children so they can do an open mic and work at a bar. <laughs> that's that takes balls to like have ten kids and barely take care of them on a fucking eight hundred dollar a month salary. <laughs> God damn. That's the real artist yeah. right there. I like. I respect that. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> I respect that they haven't paid alimony in over three years. Well, maybe they are, but this is all they can pay. Yeah. But now everybody knows how it know. feels to be me because nobody can do shows or like the shows they do have are kind of like, I don't know, they have to build it all back up from ground zero, which is what my, yeah. Yeah, I do anyway. Like I do it socially. By pissing people off and then have to break myself out of whatever I got myself into. It's like a fun exercise in thoughts and life. Because I'm always thinking to myself, oh, I, I don't want this person thinking I'm a bigot and things like that. But like at the same time, I have friends that I care more about their opinion and their well-being mm-hmm. than fucking so-and-so who runs this bullshit show at a bar, you know? I have nobody I care about their opinions of. That's what I figured out. That's the key to being the gangster. It's just like, I don't know. <laughs> Except for my new boss. He's like, don't say faggot and don't say the N-word in the store. What? Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I can. I, I won't say it in the store. That's cool. I don't even say retarded. <laughs> even though a lot of stuff people do there is retarded. Yeah, I, I'm, dude, I've done like because, like, when it comes to that, like, I've had maybe one bit about my retard strength fighting, like, like me and, like, how I've used it in high school. Like, I treat high school like a prison and my retard strength was, was my superpower. Yeah. But, yeah, bro, you can't... Here's the thing. It's, like, how... You don't want to come off as ableist or anything like that, which 
I don't even know what ableist means. <laughs> so I was like, yeah. all these people talk about ableist, they're the same people that call me crazy. And I was like, yeah. you don't even know me. I was like, I'm like the opposite of it because I don't care. Or I figured out that everything, like, control is the only mental illness. It's like people trying to control other people while blaming everybody else for their problems and not taking any responsibility for themselves. That's all every mental illness comes down to. Well, you're not living, you're not living up a trust fund or a liberal arts degree. So yeah. you're like automatically better than like 70% of the comedy scene in that state yeah. right now. And that's why I like to live on their couches and get like an inside vision of how they live their life. And now like, you kind of suck more than I do. <laughs> like all the people who just like, yeah. yeah. But yeah, it's cool. You I work love in a hot dog stand and you also live in a trailer. Man, you're living the dream. I oh, know. I would love to. I would love to live in a trailer in a hot. Not. I don't like hot dogs. I'm not a big hot dog guy. Hot dogs are gonna kill you, bro. Oh yeah. You're. There's a place in Burlington. They. Used to, my mom said they used to put them on their arm. So they would put all the buns on their forearm, no matter how hairy they were. They might have washed them, but it's still hairy forearm. And then they would line up like nine dogs on their arm. And then, like, pass them out like it's a freaking stadium or something. Damn. Well, shit, yeah. man. I, I think I actually have to go. I yeah. I have to get on deliveries. I have, a, I have my schedule at four. Hey, get that money, buddy. It's been an hour yeah. ten. It's been real. Dude, it's been fun, man. Take care. Keep yeah. it real. Yep, see you. So that was the podcast. We ended on a hot dog note. I don't know how that happened. Sorry about the uh, 1-800 number call in because I had no control over that. And them trying to sell me a insurance or warranty on a vehicle that, that doesn't even exist anymore. <laughs> but if you like it, subscribe to just follow Twitter. It's Filluminati 999 and whatever. <laughs>